48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. President Xi Jinping tells Joe Biden that the world is big enough for both China and the US to prosper. Locally, the chief executive says police are investigating the playing of a protest song instead of the national anthem at a rugby game in Korea. And the fallout continues from yesterday's train derailment in Yamate. President Xi Jinping has concluded his first face-to-face meeting with Joe Biden since the US leader took office. The pair spoke for more than three hours on the Indonesian island of Bali, ahead of the G20 summit. Mike Weeks has the details. Following the meeting, the foreign ministry said Mr C had told his US counterpart that the world was big enough for their two countries to prosper and that they shared more, not less, interests. State media reported that Mr C stressed that the Taiwan question is at the very core of China's interests, is the bedrock of the political foundation of Sino-US relations and is the first red line that must not be crossed. The president also told his U.S. counterpart that the so-called democracy versus authoritarianism narrative is not the defining feature of today's world. Mr. C. said freedom, democracy and human rights are the common pursuit of humanity. Speaking after the meeting, Mr. Biden said that Washington's one-China policy had not changed and it opposed any unilateral change in the status quo by either side. He stressed the need to maintain communications. It was also clear that China and the United States should be able to work together where we can to solve global challenges that require every nation to do its part. We discussed Russia's aggression against Ukraine, reaffirmed our shared belief in the threat or the use of nuclear weapons is totally unacceptable, and I asked that Secretary Blinken travel to China to follow up on our discussions and continue keeping the lines of communication open between our two countries. The U.S. president said he was convinced that both he and Mr. Xi understood exactly what the other was saying. The chief executive, John Lee, says police will investigate whether there was a conspiracy to violate the national anthem law after an incorrect song was played in its place at a rugby tournament in South Korea last night. He says the chief secretary, Eric Chan, had met the Korean consul to strongly complain. Event organiser Asia Rugby has apologised and blamed human error, but Hong Kong sports authorities say they don't accept the apology or the explanation. Lawmaker Kenneth Fock represents the sports sector. Although Asia Rugby immediately apologised to the Hong Kong Rugby Union after this incident, I think this is not enough. The incident shows that Asia Rugby lacked communication with the local organising committee, and there were already mistakes in the event rundown. I've already urged the Hong Kong Rugby Union to demand that Asia Rugby review their procedures and ensure that similar incidents won't happen in the future. The government has ordered the MTR Corporation to provide an initial report by Wednesday of the derailment at Yamate that brought chaos to the Chunwan line yesterday. It's demanding a full report within two months. The Transport Minister, Lam Tse Hung, says this week's report needs to include the initial cause of the incident, the MTR's follow-up work and the company's handling of the whole matter. The Electrical and Mechanical Services Department has directed the MTR in writing to conduct a comprehensive review of the rail network's facilities and structures near the tracks to ensure their safety. Earlier, the MTR Corporation's Operations Director, Tony Lee, said an initial probe suggested the train may have hit a component that came off a metal barrier next to the track. 
MTR engineers had to work through the night to ensure that the Chinwan line was fully operational this morning. This passenger said she was surprised services were running as normal. I planned to go to Chimsha Chui by bus. The MTR corporation said trains will be operating normally today, but I didn't expect it to be that early. I'm happy they fixed the problems before the first train departed. I have to thank the engineers. And a look at the weather. It will be mainly cloudy and there will be sunny periods tomorrow. The temperatures will range between 23 and 27 degrees. There'll be moderate to fresh easterly winds. As for the outlook, it's going to be mainly cloudy with just one or two rain patches on Wednesday and Thursday, but with some sunny intervals to follow in the next few days. The temperature just at the moment, 24 degrees, humidity 78%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The government has suspended concert organiser Music Nation from hiring leisure and cultural services department venues, while a criminal investigation continues into the incident in which a big screen fell onto two dancers at a mirror gig in July. The Culture Minister, Kevin Young, says the suspension will stay until the probe and any judicial proceedings are complete. Speaking through an interpreter, he said the administration may take further action. From the evidence we have, the terms and conditions of hire were violated. That is, while we are pending further investigation, we suspend the permission of them to hire LCSD venues. If we think that we need to ban the relevant parties from hiring LCSD venues. We may do that. The Office of the Privacy Commissioner for Personal Data has found that a healthcare chain breached privacy rules by sharing client information between its different brands. It's issued an enforcement notice against EC Healthcare, ordering it to remedy its behaviour to prevent any recurrence of the problems. The office acted after complaints from four customers. The Commissioner, Ada Chung, explained what happened. Essentially, I consider that after acquiring Prime Care and also New York Medical Group, Easy Healthcare failed to obtain the relevant consent from its customers before it put their personal data in the internal integrated system for use among the 28 brands. In this regard, then I find the practice disappointing. Meanwhile, the Commissioner also took action against the photography chain Photomax, which it said failed to take sufficient precautions before falling victim to an attack by hackers last year. The incident affected more than half a million members and 70,000 customers who'd made online purchases between November 2020 and October last year. Ms Chung said there were deficiencies in the company's procedures. Photomac lacks the awareness of risk and it also has some serious deficiencies in its information system security that leads to the um, hacking event and that actually is the direct cause of the hacking event. Beijing has unveiled sweeping measures to support China's debt-laden property sector as regulators seek to promote the stable and healthy development of the real estate industry. The package lays out multiple liquidity-boosting measures, which analysts have hailed as a turning point, as Altis Wong reports. The 
aim is to shore up liquidity in the property sector. And one of the ways the banking regulator and the central bank plan to do this is by offering credit support for debt-laden developers, some of whom have failed to complete housing projects, sparking mortgage boycotts and protests from home buyers. This has hit market confidence and is weighing on China's economy. A copy of the banking directive circulating online emphasises that the priority is guaranteeing the handover of buildings, with development banks ordered to provide special loans for that purpose. The document also orders financial institutions to actively cooperate with distressed real estate enterprises in risk management. Analysts at City say the package signals a major shift in the regulator's policy stance on developers from imposing restrictions to providing support. The U.S. Investment Bank calls it the most comprehensive set of support measures yet for the mainland property market. But other experts caution that these changes, along with the limited loosening of COVID restrictions, won't have an immediate effect. The directives were issued on the same day the National Health Commission issued 20 rules for optimising dynamic zero COVID, which saw some measures relaxed to limit the policy's social and economic impact. Cathay Pacific has warned that it won't get back to its pre-pandemic traffic levels until the end of 2024. Sean Kennedy has details. In a statement, the airline's CEO, Augustus Tang, said Cathay Pacific is on track to achieve its target of operating up to one-third of its pre-pandemic passenger flight capacity levels by the end of 2022. He said if it hit this target, it would represent a doubling of its capacity since August, the month before compulsory quarantine rules were lifted in the SAR. Cathay also said it hopes to be operating at around 70% by the end of 2023, with an aim to return to pre-pandemic levels by the end of 2024. While traffic to Hong Kong has increased, it's still lagging rivals like Singapore. Hong Kong International Airport handled 755,000 passengers in October, around 13% of its traffic before the pandemic. In contrast, Singapore handled 3.42 million passengers in September, 63% of pre-pandemic levels. Overseas, Volodymyr Zelensky has been visiting the Ukrainian city of Kherson days after it was recaptured following the withdrawal of Russian forces. The Ukrainian president told troops in the main square that the country was moving forward and thanked allied countries for, the, for their support. He spoke to troops and reporters. I'm happy we are, we are in Kherson. And uh, so you see the reaction of the people. I think that is the answer. We are not preparing the reaction of the people. People waited for Ukrainian army, for our, for, for our soldiers, for, for all of us. Mr Zelensky also addressed flag-waving crowds and took a short walk in the city centre, flanked by heavy security. Her son is close to the front line. The chief executive of the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchange, Binance, has called for new and more stable regulations for the industry following the collapse of the rival exchange FTX. Cheng Pengjia said there was a duty to protect consumers from those trying to cut corners. The global value of all the main cryptocurrencies have dramatically slumped, but Mr. Jia tried to reassure the public about cryptocurrency exchanges. Over the last week, there's so much turmoil in our industry, but I want everybody to understand that's not reflective of everything in the industry. The industry goes through ups and downs. We have a one or maybe even more bad players in the industry, but the industry is still growing, so we're still building. To sport and Cristiano Ronaldo says he feels betrayed by Manchester United and he's been forced out of the club by manager Eric Ten Hag and senior executives. 
Ronaldo had promised to give his version of life at Old Trafford after failing to secure a move away from United to a club playing in the Champions League. He's now broken his silence in a wide-ranging 90-minute television interview with Piers Morgan. Former Premier League striker Jermaine Defoe has been giving his thoughts on these latest developments. He's got nothing to prove, so I can't understand why he would want to put his point across. Maybe, you know, maybe his ego's dented a little bit. I think it's a situation where he's, he's not ever been in this situation before. And maybe he doesn't know how to handle it. Um, but you like to think there's people around him that would say, you know, you don't have to do this. In Italy, AC Milan's Serie A title defence remains on track after a late 2-1 win over Fiorentina. The BBC's Andy Barwell has the results. AC Milan have cut Napoli's lead at the top of Serie A back to eight points. Milan defeating Fiorentina today by two goals to one. Juventus are now up to third after their 3-0 victory at home to Lazio, who have slipped down to fourth in the table. Inter Milan were 3-2 winners at Atalanta, while Nemanja Matic scored a 94th-minute equaliser for Roma in their one-all draw with Torino. In the German Bundesliga, Freiburg have moved up to second spot in the table, four points behind the leaders by Munich, thanks to a 4-1 victory over Union Berlin, while Mainz and Eintracht Frankfurt drew one apiece. In the NFL, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr became emotional and broke into tears as he spoke to the media after his team's latest setback. It's hard, knowing what <clears throat> some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like, just so we could be there for each other. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. The Raiders squandered a fourth quarter lead in a 25-20 loss to the Indianapolis Colts. Elsewhere, the Kansas City Chiefs now have the best record in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes threw four touchdowns in their 27-17 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in a high-scoring affair in Buffalo, the Minnesota Vikings rallied past the Bills 33-30. An interception in overtime sealed this one for the Vikings, who are now an impressive 8-1 for the year. Formula One and a British 1-2 in an action-packed Brazilian Grand Prix, where Mercedes George Russell got the breakthrough he's been looking for. More from the BBC's Jack Nichols. There was drama up and down the field in the Brazilian Grand Prix, but George Russell seemed to be invincible to it all. He held the lead from the start and comfortably controlled the race to take his first ever win in Formula One. He was under a bit of pressure at the end from Lewis Hamilton, his Mercedes teammate who'd fallen down the order after a collision with Max Verstappen in order to climb back up into second place. But Russell held on and at the line won by 1.5 seconds for his first ever win and Mercedes' first win of the season as well. A reminder of our top stories, President Xi Jinping tells Joe Biden the world is big enough for both China and the US to prosper. Locally, the chief executive says police are investigating the playing of a protest song instead of the anthem at a rugby game in Korea. And the fallout continues from yesterday's train derailment in Yamate. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
And here in Hong Kong, our Monday is just about done. The dying embers with Tuesday just a few minutes away. Thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time, Mondays to Fridays from 11.15 to midnight. And if you'd like to choose a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. As usual, great entertainment from a bygone era. And we'll start off tonight with Dean Martin. Together, at last at Twilight Time. smiling when you're smiling the whole world smiles with you when you're laughing oh when you're laughing The sun comes shining through But when you're crying You bring on the rain So stop your sighing Be happy When you're smiling The whole world smiles with you Memory 
Live in the past. 